Good afternoon. This is Dr. Saul Goldstein. The, uh, the opinions expressed by these two, uh, you know, uh, fellows, uh, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, Holler at me. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. MLS is back in 2023. Um, I think we kick off in February next year again. Yeah. Same as 2022. I'm here for that because I need my MLS, man. But uh, we talked about the league moving to Apple TV. And we talked about the general lack of linear TV options. But here we have a list of the most televised teams in MLS. So which teams will be on TV the most number of times in 2023? At the top of that list with six are Atlanta United, LAFC, LA Galaxy, the Portland Timbers, and of course the Seattle Sounders. This makes perfect sense to me. I would have picked those from <laughs> any list anywhere without question. Um, biggest yeah. markets in the MLS, the most engaged fan bases. No question how they arrived at six appearances on national television. Um, just below that with four apiece are Austin and Nashville. Again, two big new markets, brand new shinies doing very well. Then with three, Minnesota, Orlando City, Philly, Sporting KC, St. Louis, Columbus Crew with two, Dallas with two. And then at one, Charlotte, Chicago, Cincinnati, Colorado, D.C., Enter Miami, New England, NYCFC, Red Bulls, RSL, and San Jose. No appearances at all with Houston, Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver. Boy, they did Canada dirty. <laughs> <laughs> they said, fuck that Canadian shit. Dirty. Uh, what do you think about this list, man? Looks pretty standard to me. How you feel about it? I mean, it makes sense. I think uh, I think the devil's really in the details of how many games this actually is, mm -hmm. right? Because you see, like, Atlanta United has six games, right? So mm -hmm. you're thinking, like, wow, they're going to be on TV six times. But, like, you know, what that means is, like, you know, let's say they play Charlotte. That's going to be Charlotte's only game on TV, right? Like if mm -hmm, they play DC, mm -hmm. that's going to be DC's only game on TV. You know, gotcha. a lot of these teams only have like, you know, one game on TV, right? Like, it. what is it? Like something like 13 or so of these teams only have one game on TV, maybe 10 or so. Yeah, so like, that. yeah, I think, you know, I think this is actually only 34, like, television slots you see what i'm saying yeah which, which is i mean <sighs> not unexpected <laughs> <laughs> like bro like this is supposed to be the number one league in the country it is you got 34 tv slots bro like i don't know man i don't know like i don't want to sound negative but yeah. like you got 34 TV slots, bro. Like, that's like, that's literally like two games a team. Yeah. 
and some teams ain't even getting games, right? <laughs> like Canada, like ain't even on TV. So yeah. Like, so if you are uh, commissioner of MLS, and you look at the breakdown of the total cost of doing a linear TV deal, talent for local markets, yada yada yada, TV crews, all all the fine details. Or strip all of that away, do it on streaming, minimize your linear TV, but increase your overall budget for other parts of the game. You still going linear TV? Yeah. Given that, given that it hasn't really worked all that advantageously for you in your first 25, 27 years. I mean... I understand why the I understand why the like move was to take the money for streaming because there's no way you were gonna get that money on linear TV. Mm -hmm. But like taking that money for the streaming is also a recognition that like you aren't going to work on your broadcast TV product. Mm. right like mm -hmm. because that's essentially what you're saying right essentially what you're saying is like you know we've tried to do broadcasts for like you know a couple of decades it hadn't really worked out we're about to go take the streaming bag and just not be on linear tv or only be on linear tv for 30 something dates right yeah so i mean like i get it i personally wouldn't have done it i personally would have like you know tried to figure out like you know what we can do in the broadcast TV space, right? Like, I mean, I would have, I probably would have opted for less regional stuff and more like on-site programming mm -hmm. and then maybe tried to do like a streaming deal where you get like kind of like a red zone channel going or like a single mls channel mm -hmm. you know deal going like i would try to get creative in that way but i can't fault them for taking the money you know yeah but also it's like, tough to say yeah it's gonna severely limit like the exposure of your television product though right yeah 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 i'm curious to see how it plays out though because i think like in theory this could be well, first, let me lead with, we know that MLS is very, very strategic about the moves that they make. Yeah. And they haven't misstepped all that much from a fan perspective. From player perspective, they probably missed a whole bunch of steps. But from fan perspective, they generally get us the product we want to watch in the best way possible, given their capacity right now or their strength right now but i feel like the target demo for mls is primarily on streaming anyway like even when you think about the success of the cooligans right they got all the way to network tv from streaming like that was just youtube and they made they made their way to a linear tv deal just from the target demo of what we consider the quote-unquote normal or general MLS fan, 
So I think if, you know, if MLS did all the math and said, hey, the people we're trying to reach aren't really sitting down to watch this on broadcast anyway. They're iPhone users. They're this age group. They're watching streaming anyway. They're subscribing to Fubo TV to watch the soccer cooligans. Like, this just makes sense. So I understand both sides of it, but I don't. I have no idea, like, what it means in practice either way. And that's just what I want to see. Like, will this actually work yeah. out and turn around and be good? Or is it going to be like a complete disaster that they'll be trying to unwind somehow, you know, two years in? Which they can't because I think it was a 10-year deal? 10-year deal. Ooh. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If this shit goes bad after year Man, two, you work. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> And, like, one thing about your Cooligans point, like, you're right, like, not for nothing, like, you know, you kind of got to dance with the date that brought you, you know, and they were able to transition, like, their MLS, like, streaming and, like, kind of subculture, like, you know, fame into, like, linear TV, but, like, that linear TV deal didn't really go well. No. Right. And then you need now once you're at linear TV, which is the other problem that MLS has is like they're like, look, man, we're we're creating these slots for you. We you know, we work this deal out. We could give this slot to somebody else that could pay us way more money and going to get us way more eyeballs on this network than you. So, I mean, that's kind of the issue is like now you're at that level. You got to deliver on another level of. Um, quantitative analysis that is, is yeah. different. It's yeah. just very it's different. Just different, yeah. And like, I don't like. That's why I. That's why like I. I really like what the Cooligans have done, but I also like look at them as a test case, as like you know, like your MLS base audience on streaming isn't your broadcast audience on linear right Mm, so so like does that market transition and like what i don't want to say like what is your brand because that sounds oh my god that sounds (laughs) like that just sounds like every influencer ever right like what is your brand it's not wrong though man right but like yeah like what well i like to say what is your market share like yeah, who, what is your what is your brand bro because yeah like not to get into their business like they're cool dudes they've done really cool stuff and continue to do cool stuff but i'm just saying like from the perspective of like what actually happens is i feel yeah. like you know their patreon users are like you know a dollar a month people or five dollars a month people fubo tv is 50 something like it's a big yeah big big difference that's another type of spin so are those people that you generally have around supporting at a dollar a clip, are they also able to or willing to support at $50 a clip? Very different conversations. Yeah. And then your broadcast people aren't really paying anything. You just want them to like tune in whenever you are on broadcast. Right. Right. So like, you know, how does that work in terms of like you being able to pull in like, you know, the casual fan from a less expensive medium, right? I have no idea. Like, does your, well, (laughs) I mean, that's the question, right? Like, does your product 
like, you know, call, cross over into that broadcast space. And like MLS has tried to do it with soccer for two decades and ultimately like dropped out of it. So like, yeah. you know, it's hard, man. It's hard. it's hard as shit. You know what they need to do? Get us on there. No. <laughs> oh. Uh, that, I mean, that, I'm that not going to be chasing no damn deadline for a Fox or some shit like that. Absolutely not. Hey, man, they uh, can give me they can give me the bag like they can give us the bag. We uh, we could put out some captivating broadcast <laughs> level content like we can do that shit. bro. They got to go get Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Shonda need- Rhimes to write your shit and then you be straight. Because she yeah. does not miss my boy. Yeah. She will yeah. have people on your shows for the next 25 years straight. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, uh, I mean, I do think you're really on to something with like reaching outside of like the sports landscape to tell captivating stories. Mm-hmm. Like the NWSL is kind of onto this with this little off season thing they're trying to do where they did like, they did like a little recording. Like, I don't know how official it is or like how actual like episode episodic they're going to make it. Mm-hmm. But apparently like, you know, they put like 12 players from the NWSL in a house. Like, oh, shit. and like, you know, just recorded some of the Well, they'd be 12 in the house anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got it. No, we don't. <laughs> No, that is the joke of the year. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! That is the joke of the year, I'm my boy. Kidding. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love the NWSL too. But that might be content gold, my boy. Oh my god! He said they'd be twelve in the house anyway. Oh shit! I'm kidding. That's the old, old NWSL. I'm kidding. That is not the old <laughs> NWSL, bro. Ah! <laughs> oh man, back to the off season. But yeah, like I, like that's uh, I think Midge Purse like produced it or whatever. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Get like your EP credits. Yeah, like it's a good idea. <laughs> like you know, but I don't think MLS like really leans into that. And not for nothing, this is the first time I've seen like NWSL really lean into it. But you're a hundred percent onto something about like you know bringing in these other elements of storytelling that aren't necessarily like a hundred percent sports centric. Like Shonda Rhimes yeah. could like body like some MLS or like NWSL storytelling. That shit would be captivating. One hundred percent, and let especially if she get a hold of Don Garber. Cool. <laughs> She'll have Don Garber looking like a damn henchman. <laughs> yeah, but that shit'll sell. Oh, will it sell? <laughs> MLS will be the hottest product in the states, my boy. Yes. Thank you for checking out Chop Soccer Pod Short Corners. For more, check us out on Twitter at Chop Soccer Pod and Instagram at Chop Soccer Pod. You know the vibes.